broadcasting from Occupy Tongva Land in Long Beach, California. This is Wait, Why Am I Talking Podcast. What up, comrades? Miles, how you feeling? Hey, what's good? Uh, I'm feeling good. Spring has arrived. Yeah, it's been great. No doubt. What up, Jordan? How you feeling? Following along with the Medieval Times strike. We're going to talk about that later. All right. That's going to be at the end of our show. Uh, I just stick around if you want to hear some absolutely wild shit there uh, with the Medieval Times performers. How about you, Vic? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I got to speak to high school kids all week and tell them about my union oh. and the value of union work and slip in some Marxism to these kids and without calling it Marxism, you know, of course. And yeah, and I was showing them the roast of Mr. Peanut. That was an ad that I worked on as a sound mixer, uh, playing my part in capitalism and helping them sell their wares Hell yeah, brother. for a decent profit. That was fun. But <laughs> it's called having a job. <laughs> have you ever have you ever done food commercials? Yeah. So I was speaking uh with a friend of mine who's a food stylist for food commercials, and they mm-hmm. said they've done like Jack in the Box commercials yeah. before, and they'll make like 350 exact same burger, and then they throw them all away. Yeah. Like you you had a lot of experiences like that? Yeah. Um the food stylist people have their own trailer. So their trailer comes packed with fridges and ovens and little paint kits to augment the colors of the food. So they would prepare the burger, put it in front of the camera and do little paint touch-ups and glue touch-ups and extra, like if there's seeds, sesame seeds, they would place them exactly where they need to be placed and do all that. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Oh God, it's gross as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. We waste a lot of shit on set to make the product like just the way it is you know but But, today yeah we got a news update right oh yeah let's not forget uh what happened with uh lbpd and some license plate readers 1.2 million i believe to lbpd to set up license plates readers in long beach jesus christ city council voted unanimously to approve the move despite opposition from the public so yeah what this means they're going to have these cameras. They're going to take snapshots of every single fucking license plate. They're going to be able to track your every move, going to the doctors, going to your friend's house, going to the grocery store. When you go to work, when you don't go to work, everything. Yeah. So they're going to attach a geographic location marker and basically be able to track all their license plates in and out of Long Beach because they just want to follow up on Amber Alerts and ha huh. to help us. Right, and they're mentioning that they explicitly say it's for the 2028 Olympics to foil terrorist threats. Oh, you know, because they're going to have the the license plate that says, I do terror. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's very upsetting because the Olympics in the past, 1984, were just used to increase the police, increase, increase the presence over police, minority communities, speed up gentrification. Great. Yeah, I'm sure the gang unit will love using this also. Like, this is just the state doing what they can to mediate what's going, what's happening. Like, what y'all said, gentrification, the real estate. Because that's really what it's all about. Long Beach is obviously changing, besides Long Beach. A lot of urban centers are changing. They're getting more real estate is coming in, more development is coming in. So what do you do with all these unhoused people? They have to be, like, you know, mediated. Well, yeah, they can use this to 
tow your car quicker if you're unhoused, I'm sure. Well, let's look at a specific example. After the George Floyd protest, uh-huh. remember mm-hmm. the cops put out like tow warrants on people's cars because they used license plate readers and drove around and they just yeah. wrote down every license plate that was a car parked anywhere downtown that day. Uh-huh. Anywhere yeah. downtown. Yeah. So people were getting their cars towed six months later in Pasadena. We're just like, what? I work at the coffee bean <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about yeah really or if you live there prevent, prevent terrorism right uh yeah so towing cars of assembly yeah towing cars six months later like how does that help anybody all it did was just nail these poor people with hundreds of dollars of towing fees because it's like they didn't end up actually charging anybody off of it of course what can you charge them with oh my car was downtown that day were you, I mean, were that- you there i'm not saying okay we lost the case i'm sure it was a yeah, nice boost to the lbpd budget too you know all those towing fees and Long Beach is a quote-unquote progressive city, sanctuary city. So now, is ICE going to have access to these? Well, they oh. promise they won't accidentally do that again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the strategy, everybody. Just do what I see about 10% of drivers do in SoCal for some weird reason. Just don't have a license plate. Yep. People are just thing. driving around without license plates all the damn time. They're covering them up. Yeah. And, you know, uh, not to sound like a cop, but they get away with it. So uh, why can't you? This offer only applies to white people. Uh, <laughs> the truth. Fucking A. So that's a little news update. After 2020, all the protesting, all the demands that were made. Oh, yeah. Defund the police and everything that we partook in. This is where we are three years later. We're giving them more technology and more money to surveil us more. Oh, unanimously. Oh, unanimously. Yeah, unanimous. Thanks. Well, we aren't these fucking... The representative, in our a name. whole new host of representatives uh-huh. as well. Yeah, uh, they got elected by some tiny percentage of it, the population. And I recall reading that, like, and I know this isn't CCTV, but I think maybe an analogy can be made here. As I understand it, most CCC, CCTV is, like, not actually internet secure. Like, if people figure out IP addresses and shit, they could just look through it. Like, I imagine when they implement, like, unless they have some really... Strict. I mean, they're they're hiring, <laughs> they're hiring a fucking contractor, right? Mallory Safety oh, and Supply. Funny. So I, I could I could see them just not putting in the proper security measures, and fucking anyone just being able to use it and like get the feeds and like view view it. I didn't My, think about that. You're telling me cops might be stupid, especially when it comes to computers. Yeah, it's just it's an excessive amount of information collection. I mean, they do this in China. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I mean, a lot of people out there who are gung-ho Americans criticize the shit out of China. You know what China does? Exactly fucking this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think the capitalists here and the state here are like, oh, that's a great fucking idea. Let's go for it. And, you know, I just want to bring up, like, you know, people were talking about social credit credit scores in China. What do you think fucking a credit score is here in the United States? Like, literally, they're just taking each other's ideas of for how to control society and implementing them in both places. <laughs> Yeah, it's as if all these countries are doing these techniques as if they're all being run by, by the same <laughs> system. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. wow. It's almost that's, like they're under the same that's, system. That's, that's crazy. Ah, Weird. Wow. But I thought China, wow. China, wow. communi- China, communist, communist, China, communist, Wait, anyway. Wow. State capitalist? Hmm. Interesting. I'm not so sure. So that's our little news update to uh, remind you about <laughs> healthy want folks to rush over that one. Evening yeah. or afternoon. Defund the police, guys. Let's not forget. That's still a thing. All right, so what we got going on today? The Deep State, part two. 
part three, part four? What is it? I mean, we're probably we're all, gonna be talking it's only about part, it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So. It's only part two, but even writing this one, we're like, oh look, another organization that's its own episode. God damn it. There's it's, all these like random organizations in Long Beach that are made up of businesses that yeah. do stuff for businesses. That's a broad way of explaining it. They got the money to put it together. So they just keep keep doing it. The octopus keeps expanding. Uh, Public-private partnerships all over the place. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wanted to cover the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. Now, this is a big fish. This is, again, the deep state, part of the apparatus behind the state. Mm. who they don't put out, you know, not to regular people. They don't put out like commercials about who they are, what they do. Right. They do, but only to a certain sector. It's not like they advertise who they do, what they do, who they do it with, who they advocate for. They're a very specific market. Exactly. Exactly. Do we want to cue up the clip and just hear what, how do they describe themselves? Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Before you press play, Understand like the language matters. Yes. This is 2023 now we're talking about. We all took the DEI classes. We all went through the corporate training, mm-hmm. but nothing fucking changed. We all realize that too. But let's hear this language of how these people describe themselves. Innovation. Modern ideas. Word cloud. Word cloud. Word cloud. Talented. Technology. Intuitive. Creative. It's the chamber, guys. The chamber. Dude, this is such a great corporate video. I would recommend that if you're a local business in Long Beach, that it's very beneficial to be part of the chamber. Well, they lost me. It immediately introduces you to a large group of like-minded businesses. Sphere of influence. Just like that guy said in the last episode. A champion. That's what the Long Beach Businesses need a champion in, in the United States. Okay. Yeah. That's why yep. so it's like the whole state's I'm built around the them. chamber was there for me when I first started, that it took me under its wings, introduced ah, me to the community, and made me feel mm-hmm. like a part of the community. I've met the upper class. so many good, good, good people. It's, it's a big Make city. Money. But what the it's fuck like is a little city. city. Important people, Where wealthy the people, people rally around each other. It's ah, really amazing. Let's all make money how together. Much Rally uh, between the politicians, American flag. And the business leaders, and the chamber, politicians, and, and business leaders. That's it. Done. Really yeah. work together. They said it, pointing at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to see people working together. Oh. As okay. we were growing, we had real estate needs. We had financing uh, of needs. Of course. The this guy's holding a sign that says better wages for work? What? His name is fake, by the way. Butch Twinning is not a real name. And he wants and better labor wages? I, I don't believe that. National were through my I don't believe that. And affiliation with the chamber. We enjoy, number one, the diversity. Ah, um, uh, so pockets of want a diverse ruling class. World here. I mean, that's obviously, what we want. Port City, I think that's important. Everyone's represented here. Just so like everyone. Well, you can identify with one our diverse business chamber, owning class. I would describe it as family. The chamber provides <laughs> no! great resources. Business is not family. Fucking boss. And the camaraderie is great. Ah! One of the really cool pieces <laughs> is that you can join the young professionals group, ah! be around people of your genre, your age, your interest. Genre? But oh, also God. What's your genre? Larger membership. <laughs> 
this genre of opportunities for future networking. rich people. They also do incredible work in, in advocacy. Very, very supportive. Advocacy. There was a lot of white people represented here. Yeah. I only well, saw maybe two people of color. Well, that's all they could. Miles, this is the that's Chamber it, right? of Commerce. It's <laughs> know, for business know, owners. They're just talking about diversity. So, yo, like Long Beach is like half Latino. And that video did not represent it. No. And so, they talk about representation. Well, I think half of them might have the last name like Hernandez and they're like full oh, with Spaniard. With the S. You know, like full Spaniard. You know what I they mean? They dropped the Z and went to the S. Okay. Right. And they're like, they're like banned their employees from speaking Spanish or something. <laughs> so, yeah. So that language right there, they literally spelled it out. And this is part of it. Like, there's no like hidden thing about capitalism. It's like no. all right there. The business owners, the people with influence, they go to the politicians, the people with power, they commiserate with them. They bring other people into their class, into their worldview. They literally said it. We want people introduce them to their worldview. Right. My genre. What the fuck is my genre? <laughs> Making <laughs> money as a capitalist. And I'm going to show you how to make money with other capitalists and show you where the people with influence are and where the people with power are. And these are their phone numbers. And we're going to connect and commiserate. To keep the status quo going. There's no conspiracy here. It's yeah. right, right there. This, this is not. It's just right there. Well, right. Yeah, I, there's I, subtext I, to that, obviously. But yeah. The mission itself is not a secret. Exactly. Right. I, I think a lot of that talk was like, they talk about constructing infinity groups by other like lines of identification. But then they're like, but yeah, you come back to the larger business community. <laughs> you're all solidary. And so it's like, yeah, you might have these like other identities of intersection, mm -hmm. but like really the most important one is like our cl common class interest. Yeah. It's like, you know, from that, that's great. Yes. That's great class analysis by that. Yes. <laughs> it is. I mean, this it's is brilliant. I mean, this is one of the mm -hmm. hardest things to stomach is like the upper class, the business class, they know they're in a class war. They know it really, really well. And that's why they represent it that way. And you know that's, I mean? yeah. And this is, yo, this is a great organization. They are organized. They are organized. They have like structures. They hold meetings. They keep lists. They follow, follow up on those lists. They are very good organizers when it comes to their class. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They got politicians on a leash mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. Yeah, totally. And like compared to Pacific Gateway, Pacific Gateway doesn't care at all seemingly about their optics or like how they present information yeah. or they just what put it they out there. say, they just put it out there. And I think that's because like they're dealing with the port. Like there's nothing that can be done to really cancel them or like do anything to mitigate the no importance of that business. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the chamber of commerce, like these people could potentially be victim to all that. So uh -huh. it's like PR'd out the Ooh. ass. It's very precise. It's well manicured. The Long Beach Chamber of Commerce represents every business in the city. Most of the businesses in the Chamber of Commerce, not all of them, I would say the major supporters, like the Chamber of Commerce, I see it as the reason it exists really is because there's certain very large businesses that want it to exist, right? right. Like it is an extension and arm of a, basically a collaboration between some of the largest industries. And they're like, well... For like a better public face to this, we're going to open it up to the small businesses and we're going to say, really, this is here because ah. big business wants to create an environment where entrepreneurs can thrive and small businesses succeed oh, wow. and it uplifts the whole city in its wealth. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, where is this place? I want to sign up. Yeah, that sounds I mean, great. It sounds, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> I, I want part of it. I want in. That makes sense because it fits with their like disgustingly positive tone. Yeah. One last little quote here. So the context for this is that 
when you talk about their incredibly cozy relationship with politicians, this is their endorsement of Rex Richardson's 100-day plan, which is a, that's its own problem. But So they endorse it and they say, specifically, the chamber looks forward to working with Mayor Richardson on the new Delivering for Small Businesses initiatives to include assistance in small business recovery from the pandemic, especially women, LGBTQ plus individuals, and people of color. Assist the city to empower small businesses through procurement opportunities and help recognize legacy businesses to include local, historic, and family-owned businesses. Hurrah! And this... This public-private partnership Mm -hmm. it's obviously not working how long has it been going on (laughs) it's not working everything is public and private public and private public and private when it's just the government giving up their responsibility to be like here's some money here's an ngo nonprofit. here's a monopoly exactly whatever it is we're done with it but now they're using the same language Oh, sure. This is how city that's city elite cap politicians talk too. They're like, we're going to include LGBTQ on the on the license plate readers. We think it's good for gay people too, and that's what these people say. And uh, <laughs> so frustrating. It's expected this license plate reader Mayor, for homophobe. Mayor Richardson's doing this initiative when it's like I've had direct experiences with two black people in the Long Beach community who have lost their fucking homes. One of which who had a kid mm. recently and, and like they don't live in Long Beach anymore. So, you know, this is what a mayor prioritizes. Like there's so, so many people from literally the black, the black community that he grew up in who are just being displaced, kicked out. They can't live here anymore because of the gentrification being driven by business and real estate development. And this is why these Democrats these corporate Democrats, and the longer I've been in Long Beach, realizing that the national way we see Democrats, like this is the genesis right here. Long Beach is like an incubator of these types of Democrats. Like Robert Garcia. Yeah, Robert Garcia. Yeah. We're Look developing new we types of feckless yeah. shits. Yo, what do you think Rex is going after this? Right. What's his next stop? Congress. Yeah, and well, that's his plan. All these fucking suck-ups uh-huh. use this fucking cynical-ass language in a disgustingly positive tone to make people feel included. <sighs> and, and you know, we did look at the money Richardson received. Yeah. He got yeah. money specifically from the Chamber of Commerce, but tons and tons of businesses, right, in Long Beach. And I mean, you know, it's right. interesting because the majority of his money didn't even come from Long Beach, but... I'm sure the majority that did come from Long Beach came from a lot of these small businesses. Why they're able to have these cozy and cushy relationships with these politicians. I mean, here's the thing. The Chamber of Commerce has a big lobbying operation we'll get into a bit later. And some levels, they don't even need to lobby and they especially don't really need to show up for public comment because... Oh, they donated. Council members are in the chamber because several of them are business owners in the chamber, including... Former board member of the Chamber of Commerce, our favorite, Cindy Allen. Cindy Allen. She was a board member? She was a for, she's a former board member. Because she owned the post, right? I, I don't or know was why it? she was, but she I mean, it's just enough. She was on the board. No, because she owned the post when mm-hmm. they were lying about mm. Oh, because she owned the marketing firm that bought the post when they were lying about still being an independent newspaper. Right, right, right. The marketing firm that she had with Garcia, right? Right. Right. That she bought, didn't she buy it from Garcia? 
Oh yeah, she bought it from. She her. bought it from. It's, her. it's like even we yeah. have a hard time keeping track of like the way this the money moves around in this. It, it's and it's so sinister. We've been talking about Cindy Allen is on the board and stuff. We have one board member we wanted to zoom in on a little bit here. Vic, can you tell us a little bit about the president? Uh, Jeremy Harris. He's the president of the Chamber of Commerce right now. Uh. He's about our age. He graduated from a local college out here. He's Long Beach, born and bred. Uh, he has a squeaky clean online image. Like, again, we're talking about this language. These people who we think operate you know, you think outright, it was like, oh, he's the head of mad small businesses. He would act like a small business tyrant. Like these mm. people are unhinged and it's obvious. But oh. no, the exact opposite. He plays the game very well. But there are certain cracks in the fissure when tweets like this come up. We all know what happened with the rail strike. The rail workers got fucked. But this right. dude is- Congress forced <coughs> to accept the contract, right? A like, shitty contract that we all know was shitty that- criticize yep. congress members for going along with it workers mm -hmm. came out and said no this was a bad deal that everyone is disappointed with joe biden and congress Clear there's going to be a disaster of the real function of the state but what happens to work and our boy jeremy harris is like thanks to our congressional members for moving so quickly time to sign so thanks for <laughs> yep. breaking the back of workers no striking pro business here we go this aged so well considering what's happening in Ohio right now. The workers are really like, hey, if you pass this contract, there's going to be a fucking rail accident. They said and it. What do you know? They said yeah. it. They literally said it. They were like, yo, all these toxic things are driving through neighborhoods. People are tired. Yep. We need more workers to keep people safe. That's what they said. Literally said it. And then and, and, people and like Jeremy Harris are like, cool. <laughs> we're also recording this in the context of the derailment that just happened in Ohio. This age like fucking uh, hot milk. <laughs> you can tell the, the rot in their brains. In yeah. How invested they are On in libertarian visions of, of the economy. You know, like <laughs> like to him, actually, this derailment was just like, well, it's a externality, right? It's like a cost of doing business is going to happen. You know, they'll pay some fine and it'll be great. It'll be fine again, you know? But uh, he, he follows that tweet up with, uh, and Vic, I mean, you found this. You, you, you should, you should, Next you should day, go dude. for this one. <laughs> all right. We're all fuming about the railroad, what happened to the railroad workers. Everyone yep. is like pissed. And homeboy, the next day, opens up Twitter and he's like, his kids are talking about Mr. Beast. And it looks like now Mr. Beast might be the first big billionaire in, in Forbes magazine. So now his kids From are YouTube. talking about it. And Mr. Beast is a huge, you got to know who Mr. Beast is. He's a huge YouTuber. And now Forbes is writing about how he might be the first billionaire. His kids are talking about it. So like, I got to get on, I got to get on Twitter and tell the rest of the world about this and not realize my last tweet was about breaking the backs of railroad workers. But right. You know, he's just thinking about that next potential exactly. opportunity. But he's this like, is, oh, Mr. Beast is big. I got to follow this yeah. guy because I might need to talk about him in a networking event, you know? But it's all like the same positive soy yes. Avengers yeah. script style. Like, oh, gosh, I guess I should pay attention. My kids talk about this guy. Yeah. They are 10 and 8. I'm turning my stock portfolio over to them. Hashtag yikes. Uh, no, I didn't want to do the hashtag yikes. Hashtag that was too yikes. cringe. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
He tweets oh, about God. Ohio and he's like, train derailment. Hashtag yikes. <laughs> Oops. No one has seen called. this coming. Freak accident. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, that's brain rot. Ne- yeah. next, next Mr. Beast video is going to be like paying people's mortgages in East Palestine if they do TikTok. Dances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> All right. So like that's the head, the president, Jeremy Harris, the board of directors, CEO of the Long Beach Area Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Literal brain rot. And as somebody who suffers from brain rot of being online too much, mm. he has the affliction. He has the, <laughs> the affliction. affliction. Yeah. He's no true poster. Uh-huh. He uses hashtags. Nobody. No yikes. Hashtag yikes. yikes. Hashtag what did you read that? Yikes. What is this? 2010. So those are the, those are the people who kind of run it. And then it's hard to talk about the members because there's so many of them. There's yeah. so many picked. We just picked some standouts. Uh, some of the usual suspects here, Marathon Petroleum. Oh, for example, cool. uh, who also have been involved in multiple like environmental disasters in Wilmington with like, uh, I, f- I forget when it was, but it was when I first got here. They had had an explosion of some fluorine gas as well, which is involved in the refinement of petroleum. Marathon. In Wilmington? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, where their lifespan is lower because of all. Oh. So much lower. Okay. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, I mean, they're also, it helps that they're, they're at the port, too, pretty much. And, uh, well, Union Pacific Railroad. Cool. Another big member. Another big railroad. Um, St. Mary's, the hot, the local hospital, uh, they are currently involved in trying to repeal the medical worker raise via ballot measure. So United Steel Workers, their unions, local union, they basically pushed through legislation that brought up the minimum wage in hospitals. Was it 20 or 25? 22. I thought it was 22 around there. They, they basically yes. brought it up to only like sort of starvation wages. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely not aligned with like what the minimum wage should be if just a living wage. Uh, yeah, what li- what a li- well even the minimum wage minimum wage from like the seventies adjusted for inflation and cost of living. Not even at that level. So they won that. But then of course, uh, I I don't know if St. Mary's paid the whole thing, but they ran basically a signature campaign to put on the ballot to repeal the medical worker raise. So this is one of this is one of the big frustrations yeah in California with, politics with yep. with just like any politics trying to push anything through through uh the representatives like the people with all the money they just run a fucking <laughs> signature gathering campaign and ballot measure and it's like unfortunately the left either doesn't want to engage in the tactics ne- necessary to stop it or doesn't know how or we're just not organized I mean or doesn't I could have go, I could go really into 200 it million dollars well I mean not only that but like <sighs> Like this happened with AB two five seven. Also, if if there was more will to engage in like real disruptive tactics, which are legal, like potentially we could just stop this with enough people. But there's not people. People aren't willing to be that confrontational. In my experience, which really sucks. Um. So yeah, St. Mary's Hospital, also in on uh, the Chamber of Commerce, um, Cambrian Health Health Home Care. I think you know a little bit more about this, Jordan. Well, it's interesting. This kind of ties back to our last episode about Pacific Gateway because Cambrian Healthcare is, is oh, like, right. or home care, I'm sorry, is like, you know, part of the old people industrial complex, mm-hmm. so to speak, where they mm-hmm. they pay a lot of mostly immigrant uh, nurses, like horrible minimum wage. And I don't know if they have an, ex- I don't think they have the exception in California, but over a lot of the country, home healthcare workers have a lower minimum wage than minimum wage, which is insane. They have like a special wage. It's horrible. 
Um, so Cambrian is part of the that network of like, remember on the last episode we covered how Pacific Gateway was trying to gigify and develop a gigify app for yeah, home right. healthcare workers? Right. Yes. This for, is one of the businesses that would apply to. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Or is in, kind of involved in that umbrella. So this, Great. all these like the things we're calling the deep state, like they are all like interconnected. Yes. In, right. Like mm-hmm. several ways. In a web. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a spider. Wonderful. And wonderful the markets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the point here is just like, it's all the, all big industry and, and they provide the foundation, right? Yes. They're like the largest yes. donors to the chamber of commerce. Uh-huh. And then they facilitate this, yeah, advocacy organ for all these smaller business and for themselves, but all for all these other yes. smaller businesses. Like you said, like they're solidifying their class. They're yeah. solidifying their class interests, realizing to be like, okay, obviously the workers, like we don't give a fuck about them. Right. There's gotta be other people we need to help control the workers and ta da. Yeah, it's the there main organizing entity mm-hmm. for business. Yes. And and yeah, I assume it's replicated all over the country. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. So we've talked about who makes up this group and like their cozy relationships with the city. I just wanted to touch on what does the Chamber of Commerce fight for, right? Legislatively, like we've kind of covered some broad strokes, but like I looked back at their like their own legislative history. Um, first off, they don't even do it themselves because they like to. This is like levels of privatization and and mm. stuff on levels of privatization. My, my homie needs a taste. He runs a company, so he has to get some. You know. In this case, it's called the Edmund Group, which is a lobbying group that's connected to Sacramento and all kinds of things. Um, they're very shady. I couldn't really find out much about them, to be honest. But they use the Edmund Lobbying Group. Um, some of the stuff they use them to run are they recently did a writing campaign to try to bully <laughs> the L.A. Uh, County Board of Supervisors to not do an indoor mask mandate. <laughs> Woo! Reactionary shit, huh? Like literally QAnon level. Yeah, like no masks. No masks. It's still up. It's still up. It's yeah, the campaign's still up. I think they forgot uh, it's on their website. <laughs> yeah. But they're like literally fighting against mask mandates in a country where like over a million people died. I mean, this isn't like shocking necessarily, but like this is what these people exactly. fight for. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's like all the good Democrats are like hanging out with the anti-mask people. Yeah. These are the anti-mask people. Of course. Of course. For different reasons, I suppose. Um they also this is particularly insane. They tried to, in 2016, there were fights about the minimum wage in Long Beach. Um, it was about $10 at the time. They wanted to make it so that over the next like five years or so, so basically today, the minimum wage would be $12.15. So, God, for such, for such a progressive liberal oh, city, in Long Beach. The, the, the stuff that they're talking about is just so... Not no leadership whatsoever. But like, zero. They act like they don't know math. You know what I mean? Like, where are these people supposed to live? Not in Long Beach. If Not you're going to pay them that much. No, but Vic, they came up with their own math and their own studies with like these business organizations who put together these studies on what the minimum wage should be, and then they endorsed it, and then they pushed it on the city council, and like this is all backed up with math, except their own like funny money math, where it doesn't even consider that fact that it's like oh, then no, no other workers can live here. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, right? 
Does it really matter? Yeah. No. There's a pool of enough people that will commute, come here to fill those jobs, to make those things happen. And got those it, you got to pay rent or be unhoused. Uh-huh. And those people's lives will get worse. But yes, who gives a shit? Also, a lot of people without houses, they still work. So maybe they'll just be living on the street. Mm-hmm. That, great. Okay. Wonderful. We have a captive workforce. But th- thankfully, uh, California made sure that the minimum wage this year is 1550. So we're not at 1250. We're at 1550. <laughs> living wage. Everything's fine and hunky dory. People, people, yeah, they're not getting pushed out uh, that, of Long Beach. That 10% increase per year that's state allowable. How is it not higher? So yeah, the Chamber of Commerce kind of won here. I mean, they didn't get the twelve fifty they wanted exactly, but pretty damn close. <laughs> this is oh, they even wrote a letter. This is insanity. Oh my okay, God. So this is insanity. Y'all remember y'all. when they the the That's... Anaheim Angels pulled that absolute shrewd negotiating tactic? Yeah, where the, the city of Anaheim was like, "Hey, we can't give you a, a billion dollars to build a new stadium or whatever or whatever it was." Some argument about the stadium, mm-hmm. right? And then the Angels were like, okay, we'll move the team. And then Robert Garcia tripped over his own drive over there and be like, please, please move it to Long Beach, please. How would that make sense? Fucking. Dude, they were going to build it in a parking lot. I mean, it would have destroyed the city. <laughs> they were no gonna- one would be able to park anywhere ever again. No, they were going to build it in the, the elephant lot in downtown, which is like where they were doing COVID stuff in 2020. That's not even big enough. No. You can't fit a stadium there. No, no, you can't. No, no. Even if you had built rail so that there was no parking requirements, like the stadium is too big. Too big. To fit. It's a pipe dream. A literal pipe dream. <sighs> but this is what the Chamber of Commerce was like. They wrote a letter. They lobbied for it. They went with the mayor's like complete pathetic ploy to get the angels to like pick Long Beach. And, I mean, the- this is a diversity language. I'll just, Go ahead. I'll just read the first, <laughs> the first line. The you first read line. my mind. To the Los Angeles Angels baseball organization. Okay. We represent a diverse group of people. Fuck you. Organizations uh, and businesses from fuck across you. Long Beach who all agree that our downtown is the perfect new home for the Los Angeles Angels. No, it's not. Ooh. Yo, that would you're oh. not being hyperbolic. That would destroy Long downtown Long Beach. It would have well, destroyed yeah. it. Yeah. But they're saying in this letter that there's 5,000 new units being built and it's a vibrant downtown. And like, of and then the angels least- were like, no, <laughs> yeah. we were kidding. All this energy and shit. Tons of it's energy. It's just like, this is the thing too. It's like stupid. Stupidity, it right? It is so stupid. Like the poli- right? Beyond stupid. The politicians oh, come are on. so stupid. That's, that's a stupid idea, man. I, I mean, it shows like- they're either ignorant or they're just playing along with like some strategic stuff. I think they're all embroiled in PR so much. They don't step back to be like, oh, this is just like a strategic ploy to, to get, <laughs> which is like, they should have done. They should have been able to do it. They're, they're politicians. They should be shrewd enough to be like, oh, understand like, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like don't, let's not produce a study. Like screw <laughs> that. If, if they want to move here, make them pay for it. You know what I mean? Because it's just going to be a waste of resources. And it was. It was for, I don't know how long it was, maybe like eight months. They were, they produced the freaking report. They spent city resources. Oh, and it's just like, this is, don't be so stupid. And and I think it's just, yeah, they have this rot in their brain that's like, oh, this would be great for business. It'll continue to gentrify <laughs> the area. It will attract more investment. My Yeah, my like, real estate value will go exactly, up. Exactly, yeah. The real yeah. estate value will go up. Like this, these are the metrics 
that are good for the city, you yeah. know? And so they were like, oh, we got to take this seriously. Let's produce this. But it's like, any, just step back for a minute and think what you would do strategically. Yeah. They're not doing that at all. What about the unhoused? Like they would have done anything about the unhoused people downtown? So the stadium would be a billion dollar stadium with just unhoused people all around it? Yeah. Sort of oh, like no, downtown LA? Done, no. They will do something about it. Uh, you know, in the at the suggestion of, uh, was it Susie Price? Yeah. Move them out to a mm-hmm. concentrated area out in an industrial area away from people's homes, some sort of camp. Oh, We've we got the trash incinerator them? right there. Mm. You know, one thing leads to another. That's technically a solution. I'd call it a, quite a final one. <laughs> mm. so the last thing I'll say here is the other thing that the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce is doing with their time more recently, lobbied for and getting the city to provide $1,500 grants to local businesses, quote, businesses affected by crime and vandalism for people vandalizing storefronts. What? I don't even, the best part about this is this might've been at least like relevant a couple of years ago when like there was a couple businesses, yeah. storefronts destroyed Shit during was getting fucked up. 2020, you know, that were all paid for by insurance, by the way. What the fuck? Who? This isn't even happening anymore. It's like, not out of pocket. Yeah, exactly. All those businesses have insurance. Like, it's not out of pocket. Right. It's an insurance claim. And like, but yeah. No, like, wait, wait. Who cares if they have insurance? That's their private property. Uh, this is what they want. And they get they public support. money? They want us to socialize. I mean, obviously, they want us to socialize the expenses that they incur for people fucking with their private property. You already have the cops. That is the whole point of the cops. That's why the cops are there because if people fuck with your private property, we throw them in prison, you know? And, for, and then on the state's get, dime. They, on the state's Not dime. your dime. We're already socializing this for you. But this is like, they're just doing this to appease small business tyrants, I guess. It's like exactly. a $1,500 grant for vandalizing. A thing that's not happening. It's part of the fake crime wave. I guess. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, right. Oh, all the people breaking into businesses. It's like, okay, well, here on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So the la- that's the last thing I'm going to say on their legislative pushes. This is what they spend their time doing, and what, in the end, our money because it's all it's money. our money. Yeah, it's all from businesses that extract money from workers. Right. Us of the sales tax, yeah, excessive ticketing. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yeah, it's just no. I mean, the, the chamber's funded by our wages rather than yeah. the city. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. And this is a city program, so never mind. You're right. This is part of our sales taxes. Mm-hmm. We're right. going back to the yeah, businesses. Yeah. I, I, which is the highest sales tax in the country, if I understand correctly. But it's just like, yeah, these people, they're all libertarian entrepreneurialism. And then it's like, oh, we don't know what we don't like. We want it. We want the libertarian. Yeah. Not like but that. Where's my money at? I need to fix this. So the government got to fix this for me. Yeah. God. So, you know, we were talking about like their legislative stuff and, you know, we talked about how they have their hands in all of the uh, politicians pockets, pretty much. They are very explicitly doing this since at least 2004. They have run a candidate academy. What does that mean? Well, they basically encourage small business owners, anyone in Long Beach who wants to run for public office. Hey, come in. These are a bunch of networking events. We'll give you some information about how to run. We'll connect you to the right people. We'll introduce you to them, you know, and 
this is pretty much for the way for them to select, okay, these these are the potential future leaders that we are going to get behind. Status um, quo. This is how you ensure the status quo by making yeah. sure you mm-hmm. train them up early and bring them under, you know, show them all the right ways to do capital for us to keep making these profits, for us, to, for the way to keep going. I mean, they're just, they're doing like relational organizing, like yeah. very well. That's, Straight up. that's what they're doing. Uh-huh. Relational organizing. I just want to compare it to like trying to organize labor, right? Like if we do relational organizing through a union or something, we're asking them to go risk so much. Yep. This is like, hey, you don't have to risk anything really, right? You just come and you meet all the people. And like, if you want to run and we like you, hey, we're going to get behind you. Mm-hmm. It's it's just how they're controlling the city of Long Beach at, at the political level. One, another measure of influence and control. And they're doing it everywhere. In quotes, the Candidates Academy. The program is nonpartisan and costs $100 per person. And the best part here is... <laughs> They talk about it being nonpartisan. Yeah, because every single politician, (laughs) it doesn't even enter into the political discussion whether or not a representative will support business, right? That's why it's nonpartisan. When really, you know, people with our political affiliation, you know, I, that's well, pretty fucking partisan to me. Yeah, it's pretty damn partisan to me. <laughs> There's but, the working class party and then the not working, working class, class party. party. Yep, that's exactly. it. Exactly. And one of them doesn't have any seats in Congress. Only has one seat in Congress. And uh-huh. so that is also another very distilled example of how far right the United States is. Right, right? there. Yep. So far right that it's not even a consideration nope. by capital that someone's going to come who's actually going to be against the Chamber of Commerce interests. They don't even consider that. No. Nah. Right. That's when the propaganda works so well, you don't have to consider it. You're so culturally ingrained in how things operate, almost like it's hegemonic in a way. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Which makes you think, like, I think a lot of organizations try to do this, like unions particularly. But I think, hopefully, as you're listening to this, we understand how weak the unions are right now. There's no real analogous organization for workers. It doesn't, no. doesn't exist on the same scale. No. And this is almost why you can't organize your way out of this. Like, you, we don't have the resources. All we got is people power. And therefore, you know, got to go. Got to go. Like, that, gotta that's go. it. It's got to go. Like, how are you going to reform this? You're going to tell these people we need to break up the Chamber of Commerce? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no talking to them about that. It's I mean, only like, yo, this shit don't exist no more. And that's that. Yeah. And you I don't mean, have the power to re-replicate it. Under liberal capitalism, they have a right, right? Like this is them exercising their right. This is why it was set up. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing that could be done about it. The right of political prima acta. What does that mean? Uh, it was a thing in feudal society where they could ah. have sex with your wife before you. Gotcha. And your oh. night. So I, I call it political prima because these people get to see and decide and write, for the most part, laws in Long Beach before anyone in the public even knows about it. And once you get to something like, for example, public comment, it, they, they don't even need to show up. Like, they, they wrote this shit. Like, you know? Yeah. And that's um, the analysis that if you're an organization in Long Beach, if you don't understand it at that point, don't send me an email to be like, all right, let's gather to go fucking do public comment. Because we did that. Right. We did that. We've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, and Nothing yeah. has changed. I mean, the public comment. I mean, th- well, this this is just the thing, right? Like, all these businesses, like, if I go do public comment or, you know, even 40 people in the community go do public comment, 
we didn't give these people money. We didn't give them money. Like, you know what I mean? Like all these businesses gave these people money. Like a lot of times they don't even have, they don't even have to fucking go down there. Cause they're like, well, I already gave my money to these people. Like I've already made my piece. I've already advocated for myself. They know that part of them even being there in that seat is because I already gave them money. So, you know, if, if we go down there, it's, I mean, it's, it's what it, what it comes down to is like, how annoying can we be? And if we're only annoying at a set time on Tuesday, yeah. like, that doesn't do shit. That doesn't scare me. That doesn't do anything. And yeah, that's why I frequently talk about it's extraordinarily important to understand where these people like to go to eat dinner, Ooh. where they like to spend their time yeah. when they're having a fundraiser at uh, Portuguese <laughs> Bend. You know, all these things are pretty critical. If well, they got their comeuppance. Portuguese Bend. Yeah. Bad things happen to bad people sometimes. And, and I mean- Because they closed. Oh, they did. Yeah, because the owner just got in a cat fight about- Apparently, the dude running the distillery was like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was embezzling. I don't know that that's the accusation, but apparently, he ran the business straight into the ground somehow. Well, these are community leaders. It couldn't have been that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked about what they do. Before we close out here, I want to hear a little bit about honoring entrepreneurs and who the chamber values. Entrepreneur of the Year 2022 recap: Long Beach Area Chamber of Commerce. We're here today at the City National Bank Entrepreneur of the Year Luncheon. It's one of my favorite chamber events of the year. And I love it because it honors uh, businesses and entrepreneurs that have made contributions that are valuable to our business. When we honor business owners, we honor the city. Because the city is surrounded by businesses. It's not about legislating. It's not about politicians. This is about the business owners that generate jobs, generate services, and generate good food. So when you look at what we're doing here, we're on the businesses generate the bring these products. See, it's the first. The that person was uh, Hispanic. And more Latino. now than ever, we need good jobs. It's always great to have people. Well, who's doing it? I think uh, we can pause. Oh, oh my God. Good job. Like, they, they talk about like all this stuff is just happening. The businesses make good food. The businesses make jobs. Yo, motherfucker, it's a worker. Vic, no, a he said the business worker. owners. He said the business owners. Oh, so, As if all this just happens. It just happens. All this magic, all this good food just happens. Like nothing, there's no other human fucking being involved in this process. They showed the caterer. They showed the caterer. <laughs> the, you know, this the, is what the these one Latino in the room. They get together at this like fucked up luncheon and yeah. they have some guy called with a cowboy hat called it's not a real name. Bruce D.D. Mac Ray. That's not a real name. Bruce D.D. Mac. Bruce he works through UPS? I, I refuse Where? to believe that's a real name. All right. He's wearing a Stetson and no. one of those cowboy, like, no. oh bolo God. ties. No. And he's talking about, we got to honor business owners for making all the good food. Mm. What the fuck? Also, there's a lot of old people in this. It's almost like the older generations control the businesses. Oh, wow. And that's I, strange. I think... Their actual channel indicates this also. They have 27 subscribers yeah. and 27 views of this video. And one comment. Wow, I'm the first comment. <laughs> brain rot. At least the person acknowledges oh yeah. that their, oh, their brain is rotten. But we read that comment, guys. So what does that say about us? <laughs> they haven't needed to adapt. No. To like public influencing things mm -hmm. through social media. Right. It's just they have these systems set up 
They know the real systems of power that yep. are enduring. And they're just like, well, yeah, like we don't need to invest in getting a following or anything. We just keep doing what we've been doing because it's been working. And then for the public statements, they kind of polish up the language with some mention of the diversity and whatever, whatever. And then you get some, you know, psycho in here being like, we need to honor business owners. And they're like, yep. Just like the mentality as if business is why Long Beach is good. You know, you got a restaurant. Food is amazing. The service is amazing. So I need to walk up to the owners like, oh, thank you for running this plantation. This is, this is awesome. I like the way you kept everybody in line and I feel great. Thank you very much, sir. I can Goodbye. see the fear in this waiter's eyes. <laughs> right? Thank God for you, sir. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done catering mm -hmm. like this a lot. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks a lot. You are you're emu I mean, you're emulating slave culture pretty much. Right? No. And these are the no. good jobs. How can you say that, Miles? This guy says this I is know. the good jobs. Me. Wow. The dude from UPS says this is good jobs. The dude who makes people like drop dead in brown vans because there's no AC is like the good jobs are catering in UPS. Oh my God. And, I mean, yeah, they're the good jobs because we don't have to tip them and they're making minimum wage. Mask Fantastic. Off. Like, mask off doesn't mean anything to them because, like you said, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. It works. They got the power going to keep having these luncheons they don't have to invest in like these social media things but it's like good. the woke language right yes, but, it, like, oh, but they everybody's use doing this we need this yes like like strategically it doesn't even make that much sense for them like it's not even worth it but it's like oh everyone's doing this we got to do this now like at a certain point it might pay off like we're just we're just gonna we're gonna do it because this is what everyone's doing right this is part of the trends this is part of being entrepreneurs and like yeah that's ex that's exactly it i mean i think it's part of yeah, attracting the next generation of business owners who are going to be more into social media. Well, it's like part That's of the deep look state at it. thing analogy, yeah. right? It's like people, articles will happen every few years where someone will say something like, oh, hacker hacks CIA website. And what that really means is that the core of the CIA doesn't have a website, right? The CIA just functions and gets its money and does its things like the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. And they have a public facing website, right? Much like the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce that talks about diversity and hiring right. agents who are girl bosses to kill other girl bosses or whatever, <laughs> right? But the CIA and the Language Chamber of Commerce have something in common where their core operation continues. Yes. That's just public, a little public yeah. propaganda, right. icing yeah. on the right. top. They still get to like, you know, um, I don't know if the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce assassinates American politicians. I'd have to, I, I'm not going to make that claim, but you know, they still control cop politicians and do all exactly. that shit without right. the public influence. Yeah. Uh -huh. They don't need the politicians to look at that, that video that, no. that, that will never matter to them. Ever. Never. Although that being said, I mean, who knows? Maybe Robert Luna said something negative about the Chamber of Commerce before it got hit by that. Truck <laughs> so oh. that's all I'm going to say. Bit at that. So all this, they just put it out there that, you know, again, capitalism is not a conspiracy. Mm. It's happening out there in the public. You could go to the luncheon and hear the people say business owners make good food. Yeah. The you scandal know, the <laughs> is not the public thing. Right. The scandal is the subtext. Of this. Yeah, it's the subtext. It's, it's them saying this is not politics, right? Mm. Politics 
is social relationships and the power that comes from social relationships. That is an ex- everything about networking is extraordinarily political. That's what it is. Like that's what organizing is. It's it's creating the social relationships necessary to affect power and and build power. So you know them saying I you know that's that's this uh, hegemonic idea that oh economics is separate from politics. politics. Like no 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 no. <laughs> they are like they are the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that describes where the money's going, where the material is going. We talk about material interests all the time. Well, that's the fucking material, and they're dispensing it, deciding where it's going to be dispensed based yep. on the relationships. That, that you know with. exactly. Here's money for business owners and their storefronts. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we like you said, it's not a conspiracy. I think that guy put it pretty well when, like, we're not honoring politicians here; we're honoring <laughs> business owners because politicians and the Chamber of Commerce both understand on some level that they run it exactly. Like the politicians mm-hmm. are a function of the of the business exactly. and capitalist interests. And I think a lot of people understand that yeah. as well. He said it. Like right. we're the deep state, but we don't have to honor them because they have to listen to the deep state. Right. No They're below what. us. They yeah. are like dogs. Yeah, so exactly. they get, they do this like bullshit populist rhetoric where it's like, we don't honor the politicians and like do politics. Just like you working class Joe, right? You don't like politicians. <laughs> right. It's like, mm, not because, I, <laughs> not because they are my footstool yeah. because they destroy my life. They realize like, Oh, we don't have to honor that class of politician because we are above that class. Right. We are a different level. So it's about us and where obviously the power. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to honor them because they're going to invite us to their next fundraiser anyway, or we're going to actually pay for their next fundraiser. Like Mary's and by Sean Ross and and development co Uh company. That's all public. That's all public. As we know, they they post the the poster a little too publicly and then people show up. People who show up that aren't in buy a ticket, so to speak. Um, um, it's not a conspiracy. It's, it's a conspiracy. It's an open conspiracy. Open right? conspiracy, it's yeah. Like, this stuff is happening. It's bad for business. We need the state to start acting, but also we need to organize ourselves too. We do it. it they conspire to create something. It's just not a conspiracy theory. It's no. just the conspiracy. Yeah, the system. Like The system, it's right here. They created it. They're like, well, we need to do something, and they did. Yeah. And we are here now. All right. So the call to action. Medieval Times United Wenham Park. In response to repeated violations of federal labor laws by Medieval Times, we have walked out ahead of our second performance of the day. We will not be returning to work until we reach an agreement. Striking with the company on how they will address these unfair labor practices. They are striking using the ultimate power that workers have to affect the system. They're like, fuck it. You ain't going to pay us. We're going to strike. And that's the thing. So, yo, no more shows. More shows. Medieval times, we're in a park. They are screwing their workers. Good nobles, we are on strike. Shout out to <laughs> Hell yeah. Medieval Times United, Brenna Park. And that's I love one of their announcements for this was started with hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yo, the peasants are pissed. <laughs> the peasants are not going out in the fields, man. Yo, any sort of time workers realize what's going on, it's a good thing. Like, we yes. just read about how these people are conspiring openly uh-huh. to quell anything that has to do with worker power. Because worker power would make our lives better, would make the lives of a majority of people better. But yet, there's a small group of people who are profiting off all of us and you know making sure it stays that way the status quo is working so 
the our call to action here is the fact that they actually have a strike fund going and they need it because they just like they're not doing shows anymore. They're not working. So I'm gonna put the link in the, the show notes for the strike fund, the link tree. To give some context, they've been doing this push in the Buena Park, so the, the Southern California location and also New Jersey. Some of the stuff the Medieval Times like corporation has been doing is like getting their the Medieval Times Union's accounts knocked off of uh, social TikTok, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Medieval for, Times United? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medieval oh, Times theirs. United. Oh, yeah. gosh. Uh-huh. Right. Because it's technically, they're saying it's um, copyright violation, which is oh, funny. Because, like, the Amazon, even Amazon didn't do that to the Amazon Union. Yeah. So they're trying to join the American Guild of Variety Artists. And the, mm. the you know, Medieval Times is fucking with them by like taking down their, their stuff. Um, they're suing the union over that. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And the workers are just like, I've had enough. So now they like need this money pretty bad. They've got a $10,000 goal, which seems pretty achievable. That's so good. I'm going to put some money in. Cause like, yeah, oh, yeah me thing. too, for sure. Local workers, you know? Yeah. Hey folks, just a quick editor's note. We recorded this a while back and actually the medieval time strike is in its third week now. They met their $10,000 fundraising goal for the strike fund and have upped it to twenty. I've been out to the strike line a few times and they've explicitly said that the strike fund is what's allowing them to keep going with the strike. The Medieval Times company is flying in scabs and fighting against the union, but the union is in it for the long haul and they have a pretty good shot at this. So I just wanted to give you an update on that. So let's show yeah. some support Commercial. for Medieval Time Performers United. That was a hell of an episode. The Long Beach Deep State. We got some call to actions. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. This is Vic. This is Miles. This is Jordan. And don't forget to ask yourself, wait, why am I talking? talking.